I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. So you want to try a vegan diet for the month of January. Where do you begin? Guys, what is up? Another episode coming your way. Obviously, at the time of the release of this episode, it's going to be coming into the new year, 2022. Now, I want to caveat caveat this by saying quickly that even if you are already plant-based or vegan, listen to this and or share this with people that you think could benefit from this because I'm going to drop a lot of key points and pillars and tips with people that might be interested in this. So for instance, if you are someone who is already plant-based or vegan and you feel like this could be a good advocacy tool for them, for someone else to learn from, share this with them. Say, hey, I know you've been asking about it. Um, Maybe I don't have all the answers and I can give you some support, but here is an episode that Fraser did where he outlines some key things to understand and focus on and do. And this will help you with the process. So that would be one type of person. And then obviously, if you're new to plant-based and vegan diets completely, then absolutely stay tuned for this because this will be really relevant for you. And even like I said, if if you're already doing it, listen to this because you might get some good tips or ideas in terms of how to advocate for this lifestyle for yourself. So you might be thinking, okay, how do I get more people on board with this? How do I encourage more people to take the leap? You might hear something in here that you can write down and take with you. And that will be a useful tool in terms of your own sharing this message and your own form of advocacy and whatever that looks like for you. So first of all, usually when we come into the new year, people are thinking about what do I want to do in January? How do I want to approach things? How do I want to start this new year? New year, new me, right? And while I understand that mentality, and I think it's good to just start with a clean slate, you want to have some type of plan and you want to have a longer term vision for yourself as well. And so just recognize that there's going to be, it's going to be a process. There's going to be things that you have to work through and it's not all going to be sunshine, rainbows and kumbaya. And you've got to be accountable now and you've got to start thinking about these things now and just take imperfect action. Most people, they sit on the sidelines and they spend their whole life waiting. Oh, well, I've got these trips coming up. I'll have to do my diet. I'll have to do all these things after my trips or after my vacation. Or I've got this thing coming up. And it's like life, you cannot put the pause button on your life, right? Like there's no stop and rewind button for that. And so the longer you spend procrastinating and farting around and coming up with reasons why you need to delay it, it's only going to hurt you. So first of all, recognize that there's not going to be the perfect time to start this and an imperfect action is the way forward. So there is a common thing uh, called uh, within the vegan space called veganuary, like January, but veganuary. And so it's basically this uh, whole discussion around, hey, like try a, a vegan lifestyle and diet for a month. See how you feel. Give it a shot. As someone who was a former butcher, now being vegan for coming on nine years, it is a huge transition. It was a big transition change for me. But if I didn't just start imperfectly, I wouldn't be here now, would I? And so from that perspective, 
contemplate what you might learn about your health and about your life if you just give this a shot. You just never know what is on the other side of this for you. And so don't allow limiting beliefs and a fixed mindset around what a good diet should look like, around eating meat as masculine and all these other things. Don't let that deter you from giving this a shot and potentially changing the quality of your life forever. So the first thing that I want to say right out of the gate is that if you hear all this discussion and or you're someone who needs a place to send people, in the description section of this podcast, I've done a hyperlink for our 14-day Veg Up Challenge. Start with that. It's low cost. It's simple. It's user-friendly. It's going to be everything that I'm talking about in this episode and more. So if you need to share something with someone or you're wondering how to begin, start with that. Don't skip that. Just do that thing first. That's going to give you 14 days and you could always do it for another 14 days and literally do one month of this and see how you feel at the end of that month. It could completely change your life. And I guarantee you, if you do it well, it will. So that was the first thing, the 14 day veg up challenge. Get on that and just give that a whirl. Start imperfectly. Now, the next thing that I think is worth mentioning is that when you start any new journey, if you can, obviously, get some blood work done. Just get a, a, a panel done to see, okay, what am I working with? Before I come into this, you know, am I low in iron? What, what are my D3 levels like? What is my B12 like? What are all my different metrics like? What are my hormone profiles looking like? And then that way, you can make better and more accurate adjustments around your diet based on those metrics to then further improve how you feel and how you look and how you perform. Very often, if, when we don't do this, a lot of it's guesswork. A lot of it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to do a bunch of different things, and I hope that something works and something sticks. And maybe a lot of things work and stick, and great, if, if it does, good. But in instances where maybe you have health complications or some issues, it can be valuable getting an idea of what they are, so then you can intentionally add certain things into your routine to actually improve those outcomes. And I'm going to talk about that in this episode as well. So... To start with, get a blood panel done. Places like uh, Inside Tracker, Everly Well, they can do home testing. Um, if you have a good doctor, you can ask for a full lipid panel and hormone profile. It might cost a bit extra, but it's definitely worth it, guys, just to get a baseline, baseline on where you are at. Now, the other things that I want to mention as sort of preliminary stuff with this is write this down or take a mental note or take a note on your phone. Episodes. 33, episode 36, and episode 42 of this podcast. So episode 33 is low-hanging fruit. That's going to be all the easiest things you can implement right now with the least amount of effort. That's going to give you the biggest return on that effort. Low-hanging fruit, episode 33. Very important to, to know that a lot of your results are going to come from some key fundamental habits done consistently rather than a whole bunch of random things. It's going to come from some core principles. So that's the first thing. The second thing is episode 36 on optimizing digestion. Now, if you're someone, and I would argue that most people have terrible digestion. Most people's digestions 
destroyed from alcohol, antibiotics, antacids, processed foods, pesticides, herbicides, you name it, right? And so when you start adding more fiber into your diet, especially if you haven't been eating as many plant-based foods, you might get bloating and gas and feel really uncomfortable. And then you might say, well, this just doesn't work for me. And I'm here to tell you that that's not, that's not the case for most people. I've had people come to me at the higher level as a student and they made the transition and they got a lot of digestive issues early on and we had to troubleshoot and adjust a lot of variables and got them through that initial process and now they're thriving. So just because it doesn't work for you at the start typically will be representative that something you are doing is not in alignment with what you know what should be happening. And so episode 36, I dive deep into that. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit here as well. And then obviously episode 42 is where to start if you're curious about a vegan diet. So it kind of relates back to this whole episode, but this is just generally speaking, any time of year, I want to do an episode for new year, veganuary, coming into the new year, what to focus on. So episode 33, 36, and 42, go listen to those ones as primary ones. Now, when it comes to how to do this, give yourself a solid four weeks of focus, guys commit to it properly. A lot of people come in, they give themselves plan Bs, they give themselves out clauses, they give themselves too much wiggle room, and they just flip flop. Don't be a goddamn flip flopper, right? When most people are flip flopping through life, do something well for once, right? And so a lot of people that go, oh, I'm going to do this for four weeks. And then like they get stressed one day and they just order a normal pizza and they just, everything goes out the window. Don't be that person. Plan this with intention and commit. Truly go all in on something for once in your life. And I'm telling you that there's a magic with this because when you stop flip-flopping just because you're giving yourself out clauses and plan Bs, when you just truly commit to something and say, I'm going to give this focused, solid effort, guys, your results are always tremendously better. They're always way better because you actually put in the work and you actually did what was required of you. It's the difference between getting an A pass or a C pass in high school. Both are passes, but one is dramatically better than the other one. And so don't just be a C-level student with life, with, with this. Truly commit to this and go all in just for this time period and give it everything, right? So that's the first thing. The next thing is to focus on addition. And what I mean by this is a lot of people, as they're moving into this, they focus on crowd, you know, all the foods they have to remove, right? Oh, I've got to remove all these things. It's going to suck. I can't have this. I can't have that. Crowd out those old foods with new things. Experiment, like get a list of foods and insert those new foods in place of where the old ones used to be. So the crowd out method, the focusing on addition method, I think is a much more positive way of doing things because you're approaching it from uh, an addition perspective, not just like removing and leaving these gaping voids and holes in your life. And these voids, if they're not filled with something, they'll quickly fill back in on themselves, kind of like sand at the beach. And that's when you get those old habits creeping back in. So add in the new foods like for me i picked a bunch of different plant proteins and i would just crowd out all those old animal proteins with the plant proteins instead with the tofu with the tempeh with the seitan if you want to do plant-based meat alternatives do that you could do some lentils you could do lentil pasta crowd out all of those foods with an abundance of new ones right so the crowd out addition method eat the rainbow i talk about this in other episodes around nutrient rotation and nutrient diversity 
don't just stick with some traditional boring myopic fitness diet like a lot of these things will be like here's your tilapia here's your rice and here's your broccoli and you're just going to eat that every day for five days that's not a good way to do anything you're never going to optimize your mi micronutrient ratios by doing that and micronutrients are your vitamins your minerals those are the things that actually help you perform better they will be the things that give you more energy. They will be the things that help optimize the chemical makeup of your body and actually give you a better body composition long term. And so eat the rainbow, meaning when you're looking at your fibrous vegetables, meaning, you know, whether it's be broccoli, spinach, kale, like your stir fries, your salads, your, your steamed vegetables, your oven roasted vegetables, where are your green vegetables? Where's your red? Where's your orange? Where's your yellow? add in those colors for lunches and dinners as much as you can every single day every day i'm telling you when you eat the rainbow and you add those in every day at least twice per day you will start to notice benefits because you're getting in all these different micronutrients remember this different colors are di representative of different vitamin and mineral properties and so the more of these things you get in the more of these requirements you hit, the less cravings you get, the less low energy levels you get, the better mood you get, the better blood work you get. All of these things improve. So eat the rainbow. One way to know if you're missing things is to use an app like Chronometer. You can use MyFitnessPal, but Chronometer is a good one to track your food for a couple of days and see, oh, are you low in omega-3s? Maybe you need to add some hemp seed in. Are you low in selenium? Maybe you need to add a couple of Brazil nuts in. What are you low in? And then go to Google and plug in healthy plant foods high in whatever mineral or vitamin that seems to be low. Add that into your routine. Once you do that, you'll start hitting all those micronutrient requirements and you'll feel better and better and better, guys. So that's a very simple way to focus on addition just by going to Google and searching healthy plant foods high in selenium, healthy plant foods high in folate, healthy plant foods high in iron, whatever, and add those things into your main meals or as snacks. The next thing is be wary of cutting calories too aggressively. This is a common one that people do. They like, new year, new me, I've got 50 pounds to lose. I'm going to go do a juice fast and eat a little bit of salads. And they call it like their vegan diet. And their calorie deficit is so steep that just from the sheer caloric drop, you have energy crashes. You feel lethargic. All these things are a byproduct of not enough calories in your system. And so then what happens is people say, oh, it's the vegan diet. That's why my energy was low. And it's like, no, well, if you were consuming any diet at that lower calories, you'd feel terrible. Ask anyone who's done a body building competition and who has aggressively dieted down to go on stage, no matter what their diet looked like, they felt terrible. And so you need to be mindful of not going too hard out of the gate with reducing calories. In fact, what I even tell people to do is eat till you're comfortable. Like with every meal, even if you don't necessarily get substantial fat loss, I would rather see you stabilize first and feel good mentally and physically, and then you can adjust the calories later on to see the fat loss later on. If you come out of the gate just wanting fat loss first, 
you'll probably inadvertently make yourself feel tired and lethargic and weak at the same time. And it's not the diet, it's the process. You're solving the problems out of order. So understand that's very important. The next part is to simulate flavors and textures. And what I mean by this is if you've come from a place where you were eating crispy, uh, you know, pan fried chicken and all these different things, use an air fryer, air fry your tofu, air fry your tempeh, crisp things up, replicate the texture as much as you can. That's why I'm a big fan of air fryers. Get an air fry if you don't have one. You can reduce down the oil consumption, which is going to bring your caloric intake down, which is going to be better for fat loss and better, better for your lipid profiles, cholesterol, triglycerides, that type of thing. But also it helps you mimic existing textures so the transition is a little bit easier because if you're eating nothing but mushy foods and you've gone from eating a lot of crispy foods that transition will be harder for you so if you can replicate texture through air frying that's the first step and the next step is simulating flavors so whatever flavors you might have used to flavor your your animal proteins use some of those same flavors if they're vegan to flavor your plant proteins I use things like bitchin sauce here in the US or I use different flavors of hummus. I use coconut aminos. There's a sauce here from Whole Foods. It's the Whole Food branded coconut peanut sauce. I'll use that sometimes. Find some healthier sources that uh, are vegan and use those to flavor your meals or use different herbs and spices. Smoked paprika is a good one. Garlic powder, onions. Use those things to flavor your meals because between texture and flavor, if the texture is plain and the flavor is plain, that's usually what undoes people. So you need to experiment with those things. The next thing I think that is very important is understand why are you doing this? Why are you here doing this in the first place? Are you here doing this for ethical reasons? Are you doing this for health reasons? Are you doing this for environmental reasons? Are you doing this for all of the above? What is your primary motivator? Because you want to be real about that and learn about those things. And what I would encourage you to do is learn about all the reasons why you could do what could and should do this immerse yourself in the learning a lot of people who start this process they're like i'm going to do the diet they do it for a month they don't watch any documentaries they don't watch any interviews they don't watch any case studies of people that turned out well and they literally just keep themselves in a little bubble isolated away from information that could give them the next stepping stones or provide them with motivation to keep going and so continue the learning process. Don't stop learning when you leave freaking high school. Continue learning even to this day. And so part of that is realizing, okay, if you're coming for health reasons, don't expect that if you're adding in a whole bunch of plant-based meat alternatives beyond burgers and possible burgers and vegan ice cream and that type of thing, don't expect that you're going to get good health results adding those things in. A lot of people fall into this illusion of thinking, oh, like I'm here for the health reasons. And they add in all this processed vegan shit and then they don't feel any different or any better and they didn't lose any weight. Well, no surprise, Sherlock, you're still adding in processed junk foods. What do you think is going to happen? But if you're there for ethical reasons and you're like, look, I just don't want to participate in this animal suffering and this animal cruelty anymore, which is a huge part of why I do this myself personally, then those things might be part of the equation for you. You might be like, hey, like I want to use those as bridging tools. I don't want to be contributing to all this needless suffering if I can avoid it. And then over time, you might clean your diet up if you want. And so understand that like a whole food plant-based diet is very different than a vegan diet. Neither one is right or wrong. I'm not here to say one is better than the other. It depends on why you are here. And I would encourage you guys to 
do this for all the reasons. Why pick just one when you can do it for all the reasons? Like getting yourself healthy and doing it for the ethical reasons and doing it for the environmental reasons is better than just picking one reason, right? Pick all the reasons and learn about all those reasons and read books and watch documentaries and watch interviews with experts on all of those different areas to immerse yourself and expand your knowledge and your skill sets. Beyond that, veganize old foods and recipes. So say for instance, like you love macaroni and cheese or you love lasagna, go to Google and search healthy vegan macaroni and cheese, healthy vegan lasagna recipe, veganize your old meals as much as you can, because that's going to give you some familiarity and things that help anchor you back into things that have nostalgia or tradition for you. And this will be more important on family gatherings and events where there maybe is tradition around those events, you can veganize some of those old foods. So go to Google again and just plug in like healthy vegan recipe for lasagna or whatever it is and, and experiment, experiment with those things. Coming back to learning and immersing yourself, guys, stop looking for case studies and anecdotes around why it didn't work for someone. What you focus on expands. Like you literally seek what you find. You can find research and information and data and anecdotes for almost anything that you are looking for. And so if you're busy trawling the internet, looking and being a hypochondriac at every time you feel like a little bobo, like, oh, like I feel a bit lightheaded. I'm feeling a bit tired today. And you go down the rabbit hole and you find, oh, like the vegan diet's like low and deficient and all these things. And I lost all my teeth and my hair, my eyes fell out of my head. Like guys, like what you focus on is going to expand and you will seek what you will find. You'll find people who were absolute clowns with this lifestyle and diet and did all kinds of goofy, extreme, ridiculous things. And they didn't get help from experts. They didn't troubleshoot properly. And then they come out with this anecdote and they're like, it doesn't work. And so you've got to stop focusing on all the reasons why it won't work. Most people do that in everything in life, guys. They look at a business opportunity or they look at like any life goal they have and they're busy focusing and fretting over all the reasons why it won't work and it blocks them from focusing on all the reasons why it might work and change their life so prioritize your focus and focus on positive outcomes i cannot say that enough you can do all the other stuff in this well but if you're focusing on the wrong things you are really putting yourself on the back foot so just remember that the next part is and this comes alongside the the nutrition, but make sure your training and your sleep and your lifestyle, uh, uh, you're working on those things as well. Yeah, sure. If you just do the nutrition, that's a step in the right direction. But if your sleep is terrible and you're not training and you're not getting outside and you're not getting sun exposure and you're taking 3,000 steps per day instead of eight to 10,000 or more, you're never going to feel as good as you could. Like if you're staying up all night binge watching Netflix and your sleep is terrible and you're and you're not getting outside and fresh air and sun exposure, you could still be eating all the kale in the world and you won't be getting the maximum benefit. So stop blaming the diet when the rest of your lifestyle sucks. And so understand that it's a process. Like you don't have to have all these things figured out today, but recognize that you want to be focusing on all these other aspects as well. Go back and listen to all these other episodes in these previous three seasons so far where I talk about these things. And in many other episodes, I talk about sleep. I talk about lifestyle. I talk about environment. I talk about mindset. Why? Because that stuff 
massively impacts your outcome with any of this. And so it's not just about nutrition, it's about all these other things coming together as well. So just remember that. Now, another important thing to remember, like, like I was saying, you know, sometimes we block ourselves from growth because we're too busy focusing on the stuff we are losing rather than focusing on what we're gaining. So we're like, oh, I'm going to miss my cheese so much. Or I'm going to miss this and miss that and miss the other. And it's like, focus on all the benefits. Maybe you're improving your blood work. You're improving your body composition. Maybe you're not going to get as sleepy anymore and need a nap every day. Maybe you're going to have less digestive issues or maybe your skin will clear up and you'll, feel, you'll, look, you'll be glowing and people will comment and you'll, and you'll get so much confidence from that. It's going to fuel itself. Think about all the positives that could come out of this rather than just dwelling and ruminating on everything you're losing. Again, guys, it comes back to that, that point about the case studies that don't work. Like where you focus on is going to direct the quality of your life in general. And so constantly be reframing all of those things. And it comes back into this principle of immerse yourself in learning. Like I said, a lot of people who do well with this, they will actively watch the documentaries. They'll follow experts. They'll watch interviews like Plant Proof Podcast, Rich Roll Podcast. They'll, they'll immerse themselves in learning to continue the growth process. And the other thing they do is they continue to experiment. They don't just get their their day one meal plan and then just rinse and repeat that for a month straight and never experience any other foods you know they never try miso they never try natto they never try tempeh they never try different flavors and condiments and sauces and different recipes if you don't expand your skill sets with different recipes and experimenting with different foods you never know what is out there and so it's kind of like you saying oh i didn't find the land that i wanted but you didn't even get in the ship to set sail. You just sat in the dock in the harbor the whole time. Yeah, you were in the ship, but you never went out there to sail. So it's the same with experimenting with recipes and food types. You want to get that experience down. And there'll be things that you won't like. And that's okay. That's part of the process. But you might find things that you absolutely love. And that becomes staples in your routines long term. So the people that do this well are the people who can expand their skill sets through experimentation and and they they continue to learn they continue to watch things consume interviews follow people that are doing this and get coaching and help from people who have done this for a long time so guys when it comes to changing your life there's going to be some core fundamental things that make the biggest difference but what I'm telling you here could change the trajectory of your life if you just commit yourself to the process now. And I'm saying this as someone who used to be a butcher and a fanatical meat eater. How often do you challenge your current beliefs about things? Most people they'll go, oh, all the time, but it's bullshit. They don't. Most people have their set of beliefs, they have their set of routines, and they rinse and repeat them forever. It's kind of like when I've talked about my perspectives on COVID in episode 51, my perspective on COVID and the world has dramatically changed since the start to now. The same with my diet with veganism from start to now. I change my view based on new information. Do you? And so that's what you need to challenge yourself with this time around. And just let go of this idea that you need to be a meat eater to be masculine or a man, that in and of itself is fragility. The fact that you, if that's something that's in your head, that is weakness. I can stand on my own 
two feet by myself, do this, be a leader, be an alpha male at the same time and do all of these things and not flinch. Can you? And so that, my friend, is strength. It takes strength to do these things that most people say, oh, it's too hard. I can't do that. It's too difficult. But you know what? When you do these things, you often get beautiful, amazing results that most people don't have either. And that's the whole point, right? Choose your heart. It comes back to that whole thing of like getting your house in order and choosing your heart. It's like most people don't have results that they want in life because they choose the easy path. Knowing that, choose a harder path, but recognize that you'll get the fruits from that labor eventually if you persist and if you truly put in the work and don't just show up as a C-class student. So guys, consider changing your lifestyle and your diet as we come into January. Give it a shot. If you like this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it. They can go listen to the other episodes or use some of these things that I mentioned in your own advocacy. Share this, guys. Get out there. Start something new. Start this year off on the right foot. You just never know what trajectory it might put you on. It could be a beautiful one. So stay curious and implement what I say here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at Fraser at evolvingalpha.com for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend.